Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Going to be a fun one. Uh, we got the tournament right around the corner. Uh, we have found out some uh, interesting uh, information about the tournament when it comes to LeVar Arrington. Uh, we will save that for later on in the show. Uh, just I mean, a, the tournament's uh, already began. Yeah, yeah kind of. Stop. The playing games are fun to watch. It's great to see teams we're not aware of. And huh. young men out there, you know, doing their best to try to have a shot at playing a one seed and getting their doors kicked in. See, yeah. I, I'm a Notre Dame guy, so the tournament for me uh, starts tonight. Uh, I don't know what, yeah. you, what you're rooting for, uh, but uh, that's well, the way I operate. I'll put it this way. I, uh, I, I filled out a bracket, but my oldest daughter was like, Daddy, what are you doing? I said, I'm filling out a bracket. What's a bracket? I start to explain it to her. She Here goes, I go. want to do one. So I go through it, and honestly, I, I just I asked her. I said, here's the matchup, you know. Gonzaga versus whatever 16 seed they're playing. She goes, Gonzaga. I go, okay, cool. And I start going through. She actually made some really good picks. And on her own, I didn't, I didn't literally say anything else. She started picking upsets. And then I think she has, like, San Francisco <laughs> making a run. So there you go. If they make a run, you heard it here first. Right. But it got to the point where I said, okay, do you want to stay up and watch the first game with Dad? Because she had picked – Texas A&M Corpus Christi, which for anyone who watched, got off to a great start, then hit some real lulls and obviously lost to Texas Southern. So I believe Texas Southern now gets the chance to get their doors beat in by Kansas. I digress. I, I made her into an absolute monster. She has become a maniac. She's like up and down screaming. She's cheering. She's excited. Then she's down. She's crying. They're lo- the whole thing was just like a mixed bag of emotions. I literally created a monster by yep. teaching her about what March Madness is. We're we're one game into the thing. The, the, one game into it. The country's next great sports better. Yes, yes. there it is. Yeah. She's in. She is locked in and ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> next great sports better who's 0-1 so far. Hey, you know yeah. what? Welcome to the club. All right, I think I lost my first 30. So uh, she's got a ways to go, but good for her. Uh, she did take Indiana. She did take Indiana, though. So Listen, uh, it's, oh. it's not all bad. We, uh, you know, I mean, back at, we were talking uh, – you know, kind of reminiscing before the show, LeVar and I, about the good old days when you would fill it out by hand. Yeah, you know, put you me would, on blast. That's no, how we no did I'm it. just saying. Like, yeah, that's how we did uh, it. Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know about you guys, but I'm also going to do one. I did one, obviously, for our FoxSportsRadio.com bracket challenge, but I'm going to do one by hand just because I, you know, I want to feel like it's, it's going to put me on front street. I'm not putting anybody like on that, front huh? street. Right, I'm just saying, like, that's, this is the way right. I operate. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. I don't have any daughter stories about, about brackets that, you know, they barely talk to me these days. They do their own thing. Um, but I will say the only way I do brackets is by writing the, the names in. I mean, that's just that's just what feels right to me. I, I I was telling Jonas, Brady, I'm like, you know, I know I have a good time with you guys, but, you know, I'm an old man. Like, you know, we have fun like we're young, but, you know, I'm quite I'm, I'm aging. So, you know, I do things the old school way. There's nothing wrong with old school, though. Uh, like you know, sometimes uh, I put my my wallet in my sock, you know, stuff like that. I still do old old people stuff, man. I appreciate that. So yeah. do you wear like white uh, tube socks with like, like with with black shoes? Like you know, sometimes <laughs> like yes. 
He, Therapeutic he, shoes, yes. He Extra wear, wide, he, yes. He, he wears one at a time, from what I hear. Oh. Uh, oh. But again, I, I don't know where. Uh, but it, never no, too early not, for a crank joke. It, it's, oh, that's not what I meant. Listen, I was talking, you know, just to you know, homie the clown. You know, that was what I was referring to. I just figured um, I'd take it light this morning because I got dumped so quickly yesterday. You know, I figured I'd be a good guy today. Past two days, I think. Right? It's been two days in a row you've been getting dumped. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess <laughs> I've come in hot. <laughs> I mean, I, week, yeah, it's been a week. Hey, Say Patty's week. <laughs> You're not the only person who feels like they're getting dumped. Isn't there a quarterback in the NFL right oh, now? Like, oh, you know what? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, can we get a round of applause? And that's how you transition. Yeah. That's how you transition. I'd here. like to thank everyone. Yeah. That has supported Brady Quinn <laughs> and that amazing that is, transition. Yeah. <laughs> to all oh, the man. people out there that believed in me. A tear in my eye. Oh, <laughs> God. If I would have known years ago, he would have gotten so good that he would just veer off into this conversation like that. Smooth operator, that Brady smooth. Quinn. That was smooth. Um, and to the point. Yeah, and to the point, and um, listen, uh, Baker Mayfield, we talked yesterday about the rumors, and this was early on, that uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to be meeting with Deshaun Watson, and um, you know, we weren't even sure whether or not that was legitimate or true. It was true. It was legitimate. It was definitely true. Uh, so, so credit to uh, Aaron Wilson, who was the first one to report on that. And then um, once that got out, you started to hear other things come out, like uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who uh, has had a back-and-forth contentious relationship with Baker Mayfield, uh, who reported that uh, the Houston Texans don't want Baker Mayfield. If that was going to be a part of a, uh, a trade, <laughs> oh, uh, the, the Texans are like, uh, yeah, we're not really interested. We'd rather have a bunch of picks. So uh, Baker Mayfield uh, took to uh, social media. Uh, he took to his uh, Twitter. He took to his uh, to his Instagram uh, to uh, give a thank you to the city of Cleveland. Uh, you know things like uh, this. Pa- the past four years have been nothing short of truly life changing. Since I heard my name being called uh, in the draft to go to Cleveland, uh, went on to talk about the memories uh, that he made uh, with his family. And he said, uh, with uh, you know, it's it's no, you're not by any means a goodbye or anything like that. Don't don't read anything into it, but just sort of. A here's where we are. Uh, Aaron there is, Rodgers uh, appreciation. There's some uncertainty. It's an appreciation yeah, tweet. Yeah, there's some uncertainty. But before all of this plays out, I just want you to know, from my heart, I appreciate uh, the city of Cleveland. Gratitude, uh, and, and we see what happens from here. To mm. uh, to sum it up, so. Um, not a uh, not in uh, a, a non awkward situation there in Cleveland between uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns. So away that we is go. a drastic turnaround from what he was saying about the fan base when he was playing through the season and mm. getting hurt. Mm. Um, he was not singing this tune then, uh, and boy, how how things have changed. Remember when Mary Kay Cabot came out with the report that because the Browns weren't getting a long term extension done. Yep. And Baker Mayfield fired back, and he was upset, and he was frustrated about it. And the reality is, Mary Kay Cabot has been an, an insider, if you will, a, a local reporter there for decades. And she is as dialed in as anyone else. Early in Baker's career, she was doing more favorable reporting when maybe some other people weren't. There was another you know, local beat guy who had a contentious relationship with Baker, and Tony Grossi, that was well-documented. And, and the interesting thing about it is, you know, Baker turned on Mary Kay Cabot when she was one of the, his biggest supporters. So, it, look, it's not surprising that she would come out with a report that the Texans don't want Baker. As, as I said yesterday, I, I got a sense from someone I talked to in Houston that they really like Davis Mills. They do. And they want to see maybe where this thing goes as they build out around him. 
You know, Nick Casario sees him more along the lights of a guy like Tom Brady, not necessarily saying he's Tom Brady, but a guy who didn't play much at Stanford, was banged up, was dealing with some other issues, and they feel like with his intelligence, the way he plays the game, his, his overall abilities, he was one of the top recruits coming out of high school into, into college, they feel like he's got a lot of that still in him. So they feel like there's value there. Um, in regards to Mayfield, though, it, it's just it's interesting how – Everything's changed over the course of the past three months, right? Or maybe four or five now, if you include the season, where he was upset about people taking shots at him and upset with maybe the organization not giving him that long-term deal or you know, getting into those discussions. And now it's like he's just appreciative to, to be there because he doesn't know where he's going to be thrown to next. Yeah. If the Texans don't want him, and then we look at the other teams that are out there, there's a chance he ends up somewhere else completely. Now, I think the most interesting spot for him would be the New Orleans Saints. Mm. Because I remember when he was coming out, if you were to ask me to give him a comp, my comp for him, even though it's a different throwing motion, but given his size, given his kind of pocket play, how accurate he was at Oklahoma, I was like, oh, he kind of reminds me of Drew Brees. And so it would be interesting to see if he didn't find his way down to that team, that roster. I know it's not Sean Payton. It's Dennis Allen now. But if the, if the Saints don't get Deshaun Watson and it ends up being the Browns, or even if it ends up being someone else, you get the sense that maybe the Browns just want to move on in general. And maybe that's what they've communicated. Or if they haven't, maybe they have by, basically by saying, we're already looking at your replacement now. And whether it's Deshaun Watson or not, maybe we'd move on from you now because of what you said in regards to not getting a long-term contract in, in the prior months. See, I would love to say what Baker did is a very passive-aggressive approach, which by, by definition it was passive-aggressive. But I will, I will also add to this, warranted. Warranted, even though we understand the business is the business. I think at some point fans have got to understand that the business of sport goes both ways. You can't be supportive of of a team handling their business but not a player. Now, I wonder, with that being said, what is Baker Mayfield's next course of action? You got to believe he's got his agent active right now because you're heading into free agency. That's a small window of time. Like the 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 dominoes have already fallen with with the first two quarterbacks, right? A-Rod goes back. Russ goes to Denver. So you've already had things getting getting started, getting underway. You're seeing guys, Randy Gregory, now he's in Denver. So they're building a super team in football in Denver right now. Um, Tampa Bay filled a spot, obviously. And, and they although- were- why would it be such a bad thing for him to go down there? Granted, he's under contract for, for his fifth year for $18 million, something like that. But if you could figure out a way of doing an extension there, and if Arians does truly believe, because there was this rumor that Arians really liked Baker Mayfield when he was coming out in the draft. Then go. And, 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 and go. It's go. like go and sit behind him for a year and then well, maybe I mean, see what happens. There is no shame in sitting and learning from Tom Brady. And, right. and getting building a rapport with with Byron Leftwich, and if Bruce Arians decides to continue to stay to build a relationship with, Bruce, I mean, they're the same type of guy, Arians and and Baker Mayfield, real spunky type of dudes, you know. And I, what I do know is, and we we kind of alluded to this yesterday, the relationship may have already had cracks 
in Cleveland between front office and Baker Mayfield. But if they were cracks before, there's there 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 it's complete fractures <laughs> now. So uh, you got to believe at this point, what is Baker Mayfield's agent going to do to combat or to address or handle this scenario? Because in a way. Baker is actually in a favorable situation, a favorable position if they leverage this thing the right way. But it's going to take some some methodical movement to to do it the right way. Give Mary Kay uh, Cabot credit, by the way. She doubled down. When he came yes, out and, and ran his mouth and said, no, 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 this is BS and came out strong, she doubled down has been, and has been saying the whole time that Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski haven't been seen eye to eye, that he criticized uh, the offense publicly a couple of times last year. And so, I mean, what everyone wanted to say, including Baker Mayfield, no, no, there's nothing to it. Uh, you know, and I, I think it was, uh, who was the other quarterback? Uh, Brandon Whedon, who came out and said, oh, yeah, she tried to pull the same thing with me. She stuck to her guns and said, no, I'm telling you, this is true. I, am, I, am I reporting on this is accurate? And, uh, and here we are. So well, Yeah, because she heard directly from his camp. I mean, there are times <laughs> when the stuff that she was reporting on, you're like, all right, it could only have come directly from – this person. So I, I, I was a hundred percent in her camp on that in regards to what she was reporting. And it's not, it's not that I wasn't sticking up for a, a, you know, another Browns quarterback. It's the fact that I, I, I knew exactly where all that stuff was coming from. And he was upset that it got out, you know, similar to Tom Brady's dad blaming the media for why he retired for two <laughs> months. But you guys, do you guys maybe want to take from an Ohioan, maybe from a, a Cleveland Browns fan? Cause I, I've got, that's the thing about Ohio. And, and LeVar knows this, Pennsylvania, too. There's a lot of hardworking people. There's a lot of people who are already up, already working. They're listening to us right now. Indeed. One of my buddies got up early today. First thing he asked me was like, hey, are you guys going to break down this Baker you know, Mayfield letter to the Cleveland you know, Browns fans? I said, you bet we are, buddy. I go, what's your take on it? You've got a, a better feel for it. You know, you, you, you got your, your hand on the pulse of what's happening at the Browns. And uh, his response was, eh, Baker's the worst. <laughs> like they uh, they kind of turned on him, and uh, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. This happens to be a, a Polish uh, pal of mine there. Huh. It kind of sounds like Polish. Pittsburgh, too, though. It does, but uh, you know, they're Polish. They got a little more of that to them. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It, that sounded Pittsburgh. That's why yeah. we, we, we hate yeah. each other, but we love each other. Does he have like kind of really, the same. Does he have a really long last name? Yeah, well, it ends in ski. Oh, so, uh, okay. Uh, it's very, uh, okay, it's ski. Yeah, yeah. All right, very, that, very good. But his, his question was, and it's it, he goes, is he that guy if he needs a little elite receiver? He's like, what else does he need? And I said, okay. I was like, all right, I, I get the point you're making. I said, I'm, I'm not trying to – you know, counter you. I'm just asking. You know, I'm asking how you feel about all this. Uh, now, does this? Does you started this... talking like him when he was talking. <laughs> I, I did. It was yeah. like I, I felt like it was like when you go to Jamaica for the first time. Everyone's hey, like, "Hey, hey. hey. you're like, "Hey, man." And you're like, "Wait, why am I talking like that?" Is, is this that. is this guy uh, this uh, Cleveland Browns fan like uh, of Polish descent? Is he the same guy who happened to uh, have the real innovative idea of when you are drunk and you need to use the restroom, you just sit? back? backwards that uh, is correct. that way you can rest that is, your that, arms on that the is what i like toilet. to call i like to call polish engineering Man, all right when uh, when you drink too much and you have the opportunity with to sit on a toilet that has you know obviously a back to it right the, the fill there in the back <laughs> instead of sitting on it the normal way 
you sit on it backwards. So you can rest on top of the oh, back portion man. of the toilet in the event that you pass out. <laughs> One of the that great was stories. his invention. That's right. <laughs> One of the great That's right. stories ever told. Yeah. Oh, his, his final comment to me was, uh, I, he, he goes, I, I don't know about Watson, but uh, it seems like he's better than Baker Mayfield <laughs> in every way <laughs> on the field. He goes, <laughs> off the field, though? I don't know. Sneaky suspicion. Oh, uh, he probably picked Kentucky to win the tournament. Correct. I'm assuming that's probably uh, that's probably the pick he made. Uh, no, this this, this particular this individual, he would not do that because he's the type that wants to be pleasantly surprised. So oh, he would he would rather pick them losing in the elite eight, <laughs> and then it Very feels good. like it plays a factor into them actually uh, finding their way to win it all. Hi, Jake. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Maybe, uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons are sitting around going, so hold on a second. Tom Brady's back. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have met with Deshaun Watson. The Saints have met with Deshaun Watson. Well, we better do something. We still got Matt Ryan. We restructured his deal. So the Atlanta Falcons step right up. Now, Deshaun Watson is from the state of Georgia. Uh, so apparently uh, it is everybody not named the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleve- in the NFC South and the Cleveland Browns who all of a sudden have interest uh, in Deshaun Watson now that the, uh, the legal portion of uh, his issues have uh, settled up a bit. So there's that. So like, so I mean, we've here. go, go, go ahead. Go, uh, well, I was going to say it's like poking your head out, right? It's, it's like one person pokes <laughs> their head out. It's like, oh wow, nothing happened. Hog. Nothing. Yeah, nothing <laughs> happened. Okay, let me, let me get a little bit further out. Get my body out. Like, oh wait, nothing happened. All right, then let me, let me, let me come a little bit further out. Now I'm all the way out. I'm standing there. <laughs> I'm not in my hole at all. I'm, I'm exposed. Um, whoa, nothing happened. So you know what happens? You look back in the hole and you like. Coast is clear, everyone. It's, it's good. <laughs> then you start seeing everybody else come up out of the hole, and they don't even worry about poking their head uh, out, making sure it's safe, because the first ones that went out there made sure that, well, they would have took whatever the danger was that came their way. If they got their head knocked off, nobody else is coming out of that hole. Doesn't seem like there has been any real backlash or any type of craziness surrounding Deshaun Watson. And and so now you're starting to see what I kind of thought would happen, and, and probably what maybe Mulligetta and, and you know the representation of Deshaun Watson hoped for is that this situation is is an open situation for him to leverage as much as possible because there are going to be more teams interested in him than maybe what originally had been thought or anticipated. Well, he had a short list that he was only willing to go to, you know, three teams or something like that a year ago. Now that's since changed. There might be more interested parties, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those are his, you know, grade A choices where he'd like to go. I think the most interesting part about Atlanta and Cleveland who got involved uh, both in the process yesterday in their due diligence is New Orleans and Carolina were the first. They were the first to publicly put it out there, make it known they're kicking the tires and all this. I mean, Carolina has been the entire time. Even when Deshaun Watson didn't want to go there, they were still public in ways or reports came out that they were interested. 
it's almost as if Atlanta and Cleveland, because Atlanta has Matt Ryan, Cleveland has Baker Mayfield, they were a little more hesitant where they didn't want to be the, one of those first teams coming out and saying, yeah, we're in on this too. They wanted to wait and see how the Saints and the Panthers were perceived. And once the criminal charges were dropped, and obviously Deshaun Watson, who you know pled the, the fifth, I believe, yesterday uh, in regards to his des- uh, deposition, which he was advised to by his attorney. Most people are in that position. Um, once he you know, pled the fifth to that, and there's not much more out there, I, I think you're looking at people saying, okay, we feel comfortable enough and now to make it public that we're interested, and then we've got to figure out this civil portion of it. Are we going to have to deal with this when you get here, or are you going to settle? Because we've, we've already talked to the Texans. We've already given them our draft compensation, our trade proposal, which is obviously why these four teams are talking with Deshaun. That was one of the more interesting things that came out last night was the fact that they're all, I mean, they're all talking under the guise of we've got a trade in hand with Houston right now. Now, it could vary depending on each team, but that now it comes down to the team and how comfortable they feel with Watson, with where he's at, but also – how these settlements are going to work out, which I assume that's what is going to happen here in the coming weeks in order to satisfy any team that's willing to trade for Deshaun Watson. It's uh, the whole situation is fascinating. I can't recall uh, another situation in the NFL ever like this, where a guy goes through all the legal issues, was and, accused of twenty-two, yeah, and, times. and then all of a sudden gets to pick where he plays football next. Like, yeah. like he went from potentially losing, like he he went from losing his career to nah. I don't think I want to play for you. No, no, only you can talk to me now. <laughs> and it's not like he's innocent of that nothing happened here it just that you know they didn't find enough you know criminal evidence to charge him on the criminal side of things it's just I don't recall this ever happening ever before where this guy has this much power coming off the year that he just had and not playing the entire season last year it's bizarre there are interesting twists and turns connected to this this Deshaun Watson story that that is for certain but Make no mistake about it. There have been a lot of interesting scenarios that have played out in terms of personal conduct and whether you were guilty you or mean? innocent and, you know, innocent till proven guilty or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> you could go back to 2000. Think about it. I don't, you could go back to that Super Bowl that took place in Atlanta. And then the very next year, the guy's the MVP of the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl champion. Like there have been plenty of stories that have been uh, very, very provocative and, and, and polarizing figures and, and pieces of, of things that have come out during the history of of this game but i'll say this this is a very intriguing scenario and situation with deshaun watson because you know you start to ask yourself in terms of public opinion or even as it applies to you know what what's still to come with these civil suits that that may take place um is there still the chance that something surfaces that like you got to believe that there are some people 
that are very, well, you got to know that there are people that are very, very, very upset looking at Deshaun Watson being in the situation and the scenario that he's in. And, and you just start to ask yourself, is there anything that could possibly derail what seemingly now becomes a much smoother approach to, to his next phase of, of his career? That's to me. That's what's in my mind. That's what's kind of percolating with me is that there's somebody out there. They're like, nah, 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 no, he's not. Nope, I ain't gonna let that. It's not gonna slide. I'm not gonna let that go that way. And I just wonder I, how much, how far that may go. I think it's going to be interesting to see wh- when there is a settlement because there there will be. What sort of language is within it if there is a non-disclosure agreement? It was rumored that Deshaun Watson didn't want it because he will have to talk about it with whatever team he goes to play to next, and he wanted to be able to clear his name. Again, not a legal expert in any way, but I would imagine that his attorney wouldn't advise that, only because if then he doesn't have to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and if there's the potential that they don't have to either, right, then they can make what happened in a lot public as well. Now, People might out there that are legal experts say, well, there's no way that they would be able to explain their side of the story and receive a portion of the settlement. But if you're Tony Busby and you're representing 22 different individuals that are suing for this and Deshaun Watson can speak his piece, but, you know, you're, you know, the, the, the obviously the victims or alleged victims can't. I, I don't know that that's such a free deal, but maybe he doesn't care at the end of the day and maybe he, they just want to pay out and that's how they want this thing to proceed. So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on that just to see, to LaVar's point, like what else could become public? Well, if, if this thing gets settled, but there's no non-disclosure agreement between both parties and they're both able to speak their mind and we, we find out more from that, that's what could become public and could be interesting. I just assume everything becomes public now. Like we've seen it so many examples of, uh, well, this is you know, going to be kept quiet. Like if you want to go all the way back to you know, uh, details from the, the, the Kobe Bryant case that came out, you know, details from uh, like Ben Roethlisberger, like all these other issues that have popped up, uh, it, we, we find out ultimately it may be a few years down the road, the Tom Brady deflate gate stuff. It was a few years down the road. We found out details that we didn't know at the time. So I just assume something's going to pop up eventually. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, we welcome in uh, the great Petros Papadakis, co-host of the Petros and Money Show on the Blowtorch AM570 LA Sports, also a Fox College football analyst, uh, and he is a uh, tradition on this show every single Wednesday. Petros, good morning. Uh, how are we feeling here a day before St. Patty's Day? I know you're going to get fired up. Uh, we have a show tomorrow, like a mm. live uh, we've been hookered out probably because they were scared. Of, I think they were scared that uh, that the baseball season, the lockout was going to go longer and they needed some profits. 
hey, you know, like Bob Marley said, how long can they steal our profits oh, while we stand aside yeah. and look? Oh. Uh, so uh, they sent us out the, to the Hollywood Park Casino, so I'm going to be – uh, just a real jackass tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> now, just are you drinking on out, the air? Huh? Are you drinking <laughs> on the air while you're getting hooked? Uh, you know, I mean, I explained this to somebody yesterday. Who was it? Mick Cronin, uh, two days ago, where Mick was like, how come you guys just don't drink while you're doing the show? It sounds like it. And I was like, you know, we used to. Uh, but that's a young man's game. And not because, like, oh, my God, I'm drunk on the air. It's like, who cares? I sound drunk on the air anyway. Hmm. Uh, but it's, uh, it's the indigestion. You know, you start, you know, we're talking three hours. You now. start belching. Yeah, well, you know, you just it, when you when you have to constantly talk and pedal the bike for three hours and talk at a high level and scream like Louis Armstrong playing the trumpet because that's a level of art we do mm-hmm. uh, in great sports talk radio. But uh, when you do that, uh, you know, it's not like you're set, settling down and able to really enjoy your liquor or your beer. Uh, it all ends up very high in my esophagus. Mm. And uh, it's just it's not worth it. I have indigestion for the rest of the night. So, I mean, I can drink during the show, but slowly and not with the same kind of gusto that I would normally be attacking the alcohol, punishing the liquor. Pops, they're they're looking to get Deshaun Watson and and Cleveland. Who's they? I am they. The, the <laughs> they Cleveland. Oh, you're trying to get them there too? No, I don't care. Uh, uh, what, can, the guy, can you? The guy that owned the triple, the flying J or whatever, Jimmy uh, Haslam. Is, yeah, Mr. Haslam. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Old uh, Jimmy Haslip. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to give a your best argument for Baker Mayfield to be okay with this, even if Deshaun Watson doesn't end up coming there, what what would that be? What what would you say to Baker Mayfield? Because he's saying his goodbyes even though he ain't went nowhere. You know, I don't know when when it happened that I mean when it became like an eighth grade or high school relationship or, you know, asking somebody to prom with pigeons and balloons and all this crap. Mm-hmm. I mean it's business. business. Yeah. You know, and it's not pretty all the time. And but you have to do your due diligence and explore what your options are. If you're in charge, if you're Baker Mayfield, if you're anybody. I mean, look at the Russell Wilson thing that just happened. I mean, there's more than one NFL team out there, and it's highly unlikely that anybody's going to play their whole career anywhere. Uh, you know, these stories of where, and I say this all the time, and we had another example of one yesterday. You know. Football, at any level, whenever if you're good enough to play in college and all that, it's not going to end pretty for you. I mean, it's not. If you give your life to football, it's probably not going to end on the field the way that you wanted it to. Uh, there are very few stories. There's Jerome Bettis. <laughs> mm. There is uh, Strahan. Yeah. There is Elway, who looks like he could suck a whole cigarette that's 30 feet long <laughs> in one drag. Dang. I've seen Elway suck a cigarette in one drag outside the Agua Caliente Casino in Palm Springs. And, you know, I had, you know, it was late at night, and I was, I'm not a casino person, and I was coming out of the casino, and I was like, damn, that's John Elway. Wow, he's smoking. Whoa, 
that is the longest drag of a cigarette I've ever seen anybody take in my whole life. And I'm Greek. Wow. <laughs> I could not. His lips went, like his cheeks went in like a porn. Like he was just like, <laughs> like he just sucked that nicotine. And I was like, damn, I guess it didn't end pretty for Elway. But either way, he, he walked off the field, you know, as the champ. And, yeah. you know, and not even like, and that's not even the, the ultimate, like most of us would just have liked to walk off the field on our own terms, right? And nobody gets that. Nobody gets that. So all of a sudden, I mean, I know that it's like we must protect this house and you do all the commercials and all that cool stuff, but, you know, you're still just a football player. (laughs) Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're more than you are. You know, and the second they talk to somebody, you have to write this heartfelt Instagram thing. And I heard Eddie talking about it. And then you got to walk it back because nobody can understand what you're trying to say. And I think it's a double-edged sword. I think football players and athletes in general and just people, I guess, have just got paper-thin skin now. Mm. We all do, I guess, to a certain degree because everything is right in our face right after it happens. And we're super raw. And then there's nothing private anymore. Like, if you have these great feelings of gratitude, call somebody and tell them. Like, hey, Aaron Rodgers, if you want to say something nice to Shailene Woodley, call her up. Right? If you want to tell your wife what a great uh, person she is and what a wonderful anniversary or whatever, tell her that. Yeah. Write her no, a don't letter. Don't post it on social media. <laughs> don't post it on social media with 20 pictures as if that's some kind of validation. It's- you know, whatever happened to having, like – I mean, even people's relationship with God, like everything, any relationship anybody has, people feel like it's not a relationship unless you are like the the band leader in one of the historic black colleges doing high stepping with like three freaking uh, uh, batons. Like unless you're doing that, dancing around and doing flips and freaking out in front of people, it's almost like you don't have any relationships. And it's like some of that stuff should be private to me. And maybe I'm from a different era. And, and, you know, I mean, everybody just rushes emotionally to Instagram or whatever to send these long, lengthy, dumbass posts that they think are poignant. But, hey, you ain't William Wordsworth. You're not that good of a writer. Keep it to yourself. (laughs) I mean, you're only going to end up looking stupid later. Uh, And, you know, uh, it happens so fast that no one even remembers. But... Anyway, those are my feelings. I think it's just way, way too much from everybody. Bravo, Petros. I I feel the exact same way. I feel like those, you know, posts, those those comments, those, it's it's all for everyone else. It's not for usually the person it's actually intended for. But I, I did want you to know, I've actually broken down the John Elway cigarette drag uh-huh. uh, and his anatomy because I, I actually saw something similar well, when I was with the Broncos. Days, yeah. yeah, when we were in London. I saw him take a drag of a cigarette. I thought the same thing. I was like, damn. I mean, he yeah. could be he could have been the Marlboro Man if he wanted to. Well, the Marlboro Man? My God, he could be Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to go there. To be able to <laughs> suck that much nicotine out of that little well, space with the filter, with the filter. Here's, here's what makes it all possible. He's got a barrel chest. He, he's one of those dudes who has, like, the big old barrel chest and like the lung capacity. 
Yeah, well, maybe you could maybe you ask them. Yeah. It's on Denver, Petros. I'm sure you Somebody else has to light it, though, because the bong's so yeah. big. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> hey, Petros. Oh, my God. What did you guys make of the whole Tom Brady coming back out of retirement? What, was he, was he ever retired it. in the first place? I guess not. I mean, <laughs> look, I, I, when Eddie was doing his report, and thank God for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't know anything about sports. <laughs> Every week, if, if Eddie doesn't do his report, I, I don't know. I mean, I just go on the show talking to War. But uh, I, when he said he was, look, I knew Tom Brady when I was in college. And he was a dork. And he still is. I mean, none of us ever wanted to be around him. He was a dork with a concave chest. And... I just not, not a not, barrel chest. Not yeah. a barrel chest. Oh, he probably yeah. can't uh, take Let me a drag off a cigarette. Oh, God, please. Marlboro Ultralights just <laughs> buckle in. <laughs> but, uh, concave. When he said, like, obviously his success and, and everything he's accomplished uh, has been mind boggling <laughs> to many of us uh, who are from the same era. And just the fact that he said, like six years ago, oh, I'm going to play till I'm 45. And I think I said on the air, like, who's going to want you? <laughs> you know, I mean, no one wants a 45-year-old. I mean, it boggles the mind, and it really bucks any kind of football convention. And there is such a thing as staying too long at the carnival, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And uh, it kind of feels like he is – He's pretty bent on doing that. But I would have never thought that any of this would be possible. I mean, all of this is just – it just is crazy on top of crazy on top of uh, just a, a something we may never see again. Or maybe this will be kind of a new model for athletes and the way they take care of themselves and the quarterback can get rid of the ball or anything like that. Just don't look for any 45-year-old Will linebackers anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably um, won't happen. Uh, Petros, uh, before we London let you Fletcher. go. Uh, yeah, well, there is London Fletcher. Yeah. How long he, yeah. is he still playing? He's not still playing, no. is he? What? Um, yeah. Sam Mills played just a long ask time. Yeah, well, I, was, I, was like, I was thinking, yeah. when did London Fletcher walk away? Like, not that long ago, yeah, right? Not long ago. A couple years ago, maybe? It's been a while now. Um, <laughs> I so tried to help you out Almost a decade ago? Yeah, yeah, it's wait, been a while. was it? Like, who, why, uh, time is a flat of? circle. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Petros, we got to ask you this before we let you go. Speaking of somebody who defies, you know, time and... And, and age and all that. I uh, know that you've been hot on the coverage of LeBron James uh, and just this this phenomenal Laker team uh, from this oh. year. Uh, just your thoughts on some of the coverage uh, recently of LeBron yes. James and the Los Angeles yes. Lakers. You know, I, I don't want to you know upset anybody. <laughs> it just feels. It just feels. I know that this guy has been scrutinized since he was fourteen, and everything he does is like a social media post to your wife. So uh, there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of pomp and circumstance and who could blame him? I mean, it's hard to put yourself. I used to say this about Kobe, you know, especially when he was going through the trial and all that. And they were like, you know, a jury of his peers. It's like, who's his peer? You know, these basketball players, these one or two or four or five guys who are so globally recognized are really, really just pumped up by our society. I mean, it's hero worship to the 20th degree. But when you lose by 30, uh, there was the greatest meme on Twitter the other day, and it was a picture of LeBron and Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. And it said, if you don't love me, 
down by 30, then you can't love me down by 20. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, that's really the funny part. It's like you watch these Laker games and because it's so funny. I told you how I do it. I just leave it on because just to watch them fail. And Bill McDonald, their play-by-play guy, is like, oh, no defense. Oh, and, you know, Stu's like, and they're down by 25. A lot of work to do <laughs> on the Laker Basketball Network. <laughs> and I just listen to it, and I just love it. It's just a cacophony of failure. And then you check Twitter after the game, and it's like a giant sparkling <laughs> crown. And, like, look what LeBron did. He kept his stats going. It's like, yeah, well, you went down 20. He came out of the game. The other team stopped playing defense, and then LeBron goes in and scores 30, and everybody's like, no, LeBron. <laughs> and obviously he's great. You know, obviously he defies all these things. He's a, he's a fat. I used to show up at Staples Center when he was young, just to, and I'm not that big of a live sports guy, but I'd use my media credential because I'd want to watch this guy explode to the basket. I'd never seen anything like it. And, I mean, he's a phenomenon. There's no doubt about it. But whoever handles his career is an idiot. <laughs> and, and this has been happening for a long time. I'm sure people in Cleveland and Miami and all this can relate. But I don't think that – and I think even Laker fans have really come to this, even the most delusional of Laker fans who would root for, you know, Pol Pot if he was playing point guard for them. Uh, <laughs> but I think even Laker fans at this point are kind of like – yeah, this is not a likable guy. This is not a, a likable team. This is not the Lakers. This is not This is not a recognizable product. And there's just a mercenary kind of vibe about it. And it's ugly. I mean, it's ugly. But the national media doesn't care. I mean, it's kind of like when the Clippers had Lob City. Nobody in town cared. Nobody. But... Every night was highlights of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, you know, national highlights. At least they would win. I mean, this Laker thing is their national highlights of a team that lost by 30 for a guy who's, you know, chasing this record and chasing that record. And it kind of – we always wondered the last couple of years, like, oh, wow, LeBron's really playing the whole game. And, wow, they're losing, but LeBron's still in there. It's like, yeah, he's chasing Kareem. That's what it's about. And – uh I don't know. I just think a stat grab is kind of ugly. It, it's uh, You missed one uh, key element uh, when you're throwing to break uh, as part of the Lakers broadcast. Right after Stu's sign-out uh, going to break, uh, it's usually a Tito's Tacos commercial, I think. Or, yeah, like, Tito's uh, or Jack in a Box. Yeah, Cal Worthington Ford yeah. uh, back That's in the day. That's why all Lakers fans weigh about 480 pounds. <laughs> 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 we get a new you know, Trevor Ariza scores a three tonight. Everybody's getting two tacos from Jack in a Box. <laughs> It used to be Chalupas. Uh, if they scored 100 yes. or something, you got a Chalupa. Oh, a Chalupa. And there'd be a riot, you know. They're like 99, and they're dribbling it out. People, I mean, people, you thought they burned down the gas station when they won the championship. And by the way, that was outside after they had a Hollywood hot dog, one of those bacon-wrapped hot dogs outside the, uh, the uh, arena. The danger dog. Go. Yeah. Oh, I was a, I was, I'm doing some work for the Kings these days. <laughs> and uh, I swear I, I am. I'm back at Staples or Crypto or whatever they call it now. And uh, I was walking out of there the other day, and I was just pubic hair away <laughs> from pulling the trigger. But now the danger dog people have wheels. 
so you can't keep them down. Oh, man. They, so if the cops come and try to move them, they just <laughs> they roll their grill like five feet over. Like, what now? What a lay. What a lay. Yeah. I'm like, uh, like hey, Pac-Man, I moved my thing. Hey. Pac-Man. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm a hot dog vendor, Danny. Uh, it is uh, Petros Papadakis. Get him on Twitter at uh, the old P. Uh, he is uh, on with Matt Money Smith, AM570 LA Sports, the uh, Petros and Money Show, Fox College Football Analyst, and one of our favorites. Petros, always a good time. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Validate me and your love for me through social media. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Good point. I'm, I'm about to right now. <laughs> right now. Look at me, Pat, <laughs> <laughs> This is me this too, is man. Me too, man. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 